This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I'm Matt Bungard, alongside me as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day everybody. Oh, and what I wouldn't give to just having a little kiss with you in a pub toilet right now. Um, is Adam Elliott our new king? Yes. Uh, I know I know he has a, a string of indiscretions. Yeah. One of them, like getting nude at Mad Monday. Funny. Dude's rock. That's very yeah. dude's rock. Uh, having sex with Mo- Michael Leish's... Not dude's rock. Not dude's rock, but dudes do that. You know, yeah. <laughs> that happens... Um, being longtime friends of Millie Boyle is already kind of cool, but like potentially getting your root on in a public bathroom with her. Yeah. Um, this might be a, this might be the biggest win win of all time. He hooked up with Millie Boyle, and he probably doesn't have to play for the Bulldogs anymore. <laughs> all right, well, he gets to go to a better club. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what a result. Uh, um, yeah. Obviously, for people who missed this story today, uh, Mitchell's got some choice quotes, but uh, the short version is that uh, Bulldogs forward Adam Elliott is. Embroiled in yet another off-field scandal, this one involving uh, a pub toilet, NRLW star Millie Boyle, and um, some funny lines. So take it away. Yeah, people first assume being friends, they must have been going to the bathroom to do something else. But either there's two options they could have been doing in there, and both of them is his awesome results with Adam Elliott. <laughs> with Millie. But it came out like he was in there with his shirt off. Okay, that's one thing. Bulldog just stood him down, but the Millie Boyle quotes have come out just before recording, just on time. Now, these are the words of the great Millie Boyle. She said, I'd been at the Burley Pavilion having a few drinks. They went to a restaurant and I bumped into Adam. I hadn't seen him for ages. We grew up together on the far south coast. I'm from Bega and he's from Tathra. I probably said that wrong. But we went to the same high school before we moved up to Sydney. I've known his family for a long time. I'd had a few too many drinks, as you do from time to time. So, look, all we did was have a kiss in the bathroom. It's been taken way out of context. It's a big kerfuffle about nothing. We're both single and mates from way back. It was stupid and more embarrassing than anything else. Seriously, we did nothing wrong but had a few too many. <laughs> I like it. I'm okay with it. But I will say, credit to Millie Boyle. This is how far the women's game has come, that now their players are also getting involved in off-field yes. indiscretions. Not Morgan Boyle's brother. And then she's like... Oh, when we were walking out, I spoke to the manager and everything was fine. They, they apologized for the drama. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Uh, and then it looks like it looks worse than it is. I'm mindful as women games grow. We want to have a good image. I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm I think fan. this is more funny than anything else. It is. And I mean, again, just having a kiss. I mean, his shirt's off. You may have been caught kissing, but there seems to be some, some intentions there. And uh, would you th- take your shirt off to like kiss? It seems like a. Well, no, to do anything in a pub toilet, I feel like the yeah, shirt off part is actually you're a right. Logistically cumbersome, anyway. Not, not being a, a toilet rooter myself, but having seen rugby league players in action yeah, and those exactly leagues, it's, generally shirt you off. Don't, you don't get your kid <laughs> off. You just sort of do it yeah. sneakily. So it, it is going to be very embarrassing for them now if they're family friends too. But uh, it, but also fair point that you mentioned before. Adam Elliott has a penchant for getting his gear off when he's drunk so yeah. it could just be no more than that so. he, maybe he was already naked yeah seriously <laughs> and they had a kiss so, anyway hilarious or he, or he could be that dude who gets right he could be the guy who gets drunk and does his shirt off and we I all do, know like, that guy he's like currently in alcohol cancel counseling and i like you know i don't want to make light of play or field behavior but i still honestly don't think adam elliott's done anything that's you know career threatening 
worthy, I agree. You know? He's just done a lot of like very minor silly things. And obviously hooking up with your mate's girlfriend is not good, but yeah. it's not like then, a crime. Then, then beating him up. <laughs> well, okay. But, but I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he'll maybe get to go to a better club now. I don't know. But it just, as you said, good to see that the ladies involved in the controversy. It's good to see that, you know, that we're taking the integrity of the women's game just as seriously as the integrity of the man's game. Exactly right. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Well, I'm glad we started there. <laughs> it's so, oh, God. He's such a, like, what a hero Adam Elliott is. <laughs> Until I obviously, get, I'm probably get look, made to look worse tomorrow when more comes out. But at this nah, point in time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, what a hero. All right. Um, a few decent games this weekend. Uh, starting on Thursday night. The Titans were in this for a little while against the Storm, but eventually uh, Melbourne were too good and put one hand on the minor premiership with uh, equaling a 46-year rugby league record with their 19th straight win. Yeah, they've now moved on to... We Everyone knows we've been tracking this. Their points scored all time. They're now 7-7-7 seven, seven, seven through uh, 23 rounds, which is still ahead of the at the time that Eel side, but their point scoring has slowed down to to get there to the, keep the, get the record. He's hoping they still get there, but it's got the best uh, for uh, point scored of all time, best four and against of all time at the moment four nine nine. Uh, South are currently through twenty three rounds. Bungard fifth in point scored all time. Oh, good. Uh, how many did that Knights team get in two thousand and one? Uh, the Knights team got. Um, so I'm only doing through this period. Uh, oh, right. On, okay. I'm on my screen yet. Because I remember the, are, sorry. the Knights swear, were behind yeah. them. The six. They're six, oh, six, right. six, seven, six at this point. And uh, I thought there were multiple teams in that year that broke well, through, the record. They, yeah, well, I'm through 23 rounds. Right, so. okay. And finally on this list, I have the top 20 in front of me, point scored and they're for and against against them. Yeah. In, in 11th spot, is a 2001 Storm with 646 points scored, 645 points conceded. A lot of <laughs> That's a lot of well, it's a for a points difference of one. It's pretty good. Big what were those numbers again? Sorry. So Storm scored seven 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 at this yeah. point. Yeah. Bunny scored have scored seven oh one. Yeah. And the two, so second place is Eels and seven five six. Third place is nineteen ninety five Seagulls and seven one one. And right. fourth place is nineteen ninety four Raiders. Which um and two thousand and twenty one Sea Eagles are eighth currently with six six two. I, I do enjoy if anyone doesn't like we talk about this a lot, but the two thousand and one season is so bonkers. Like you go back and look at that ladder, it's just hilarious. Melbourne Storm scored seven hundred and four points and finished ninth, missing the finals with a negative points differential because they conceded seven hundred and twenty five. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it's ridiculous, bizarre ladder. But yeah, I pulled up. The Knights did have the second most points in 20, 2001, sorry, with 782. So oh, Souths yeah. might pass them. They need they need 40 in both their last two games. Yeah. Which given the Roosters are basically playing a second string team this week, possible. Yeah, it's it's entertaining. I've got I've got some numbers throughout the whole podcast too. I've yeah, done some more good. research for um, this game. Yeah, that almost a win for the Titans because like it didn't fuck their for and against up. Well, almost a win for them because like they actually, they actually played well in this game. It wasn't like they just got on top and they did their thing when they scored in like a clump and they didn't, didn't do much the rest of the game. They played quite well in the first half and, and not too bad in the second either. And they, you know, they've had to put Jaden Campbell at fullback. And it seems that their plan now is for him to be the fullback next year with AJ Brimson to be the six. And so far, he's pretty made, made much made every start a winner, Jaden. And you know they. They tried some different kicks and they worked out with some of the points they scored. Like they played quite well. And I don't know why they did the Fafita thing again. Mm. Like 
I know they were up when he came on, but it's like, you know, when you're killing the other team at the start of the game, wouldn't it have been great to have a feeder on the field? Like when they were just I mean, yeah, pr- probably. Oh, no, sorry, he did start, didn't he? What am I saying? No, but he, he went, did he go off? He only played, he missed like seven or eight minutes. He went off early? I don't know. What have I done? Why am I confused? I don't know. I've confused myself. You confused me as well, but um, that's <laughs> all right. Um, uh, Storm were also, you said positive there, but Storm also rested players. Like, I know it's only a couple of games, but again, you're not enthralled by his performance in the seven if you're a Sharks fan. That's Nico Hines. You're not no. hoping an offseason changes that, but you're not excited. If you weren't buying the player that he is at seven currently, that's for sure. Uh, and Papenhausen back starting at fullback obviously looked well, a lot better than that sort of cocktail of using both of them in various roles. Um, yeah, Harry Grant played well as well. I'll be interested to see what happens now when Jerome Hughes comes back. I don't know if Nico Hines, Nico Hines goes back to the bench, I think, now, and Pappenhausen will start, I would guess. So would I, and that's what I'd do as well, to be honest. Like, Pappenhausen looked better back to his, um, not his best, but some of his best in this game. He was a bit all over the field again. He, he yeah. set up three line breaks. They looked quite good. Like, and they had the storm. You just knew, though, everyone watching this game just knew, like, they were, they were going to come back and win it. And they did, but yeah, at least the, the Titans didn't disappoint, you know, let themselves down. No, they didn't. Um, it's all right. Uh, they, and you know what? They've got two games left. They've got the hard part of their schedule out of the way. Minus 14 is not disastrous for their for and against. They win this week and they probably make up the yeah, finals. I mean, the nobody else has really grabbed it in the yeah. last two weeks. It's really tough, though, because the Sharks do get to play Brisbane. Although Brisbane have been all right. Though. We'll, we'll get yeah. to there later. But like, it's, we've got a little bit of a, what's the word, log jam now with seven through seven through 11 all playing pretty much but, each other, then, but, yeah, apart still, from the Sharks. Like, so. Still down to the Tigers, they can all make the finals. The Tigers yes. will not, but... Um, I did get okay. a message today from my friend, uh, one of our patrons, uh, Brendan, who works for Fox Sports um, yeah. Stats. He he's a diehard Tigers fan, unfortunately, and he said he said because I'm at work and I have very little else to do with my time. Here is a scenario update for the team of the pod: Tigers and Warriors both win out and finish on 22. Tigers, uh, Titans, Sharks, Raiders lose out and stay on 20. Tigers make up 47 points differential on Warriors. Warriors win both games by two points, and Tigers defeat Penrith by 18 and Canterbury by 34. Tigers finish eighth. I like it. <laughs> Do we still believe? No, are you not stop believing ages ago? To be fair to him, he then said the ultimate Tigers thing to do would be for all of that to happen, and then only beat Canterbury by thirty-two. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to the, the Tigers roasting when the time is appropriate. Oh, yes, yes, we will. All right. Um, yeah, moving on. Uh, another pretty good game to close out Friday's doubleheader. We had um, the Manly Warringah Seagulls uh, defeating the Canberra Raiders nineteen points to eighteen. Um, Again, I know, like, look, I thought after the Raiders dominated the first half that, you know, it was the same, going to be the same old thing. No Tavojevic, no Manly. And I suppose that this is, a, in, in terms of their whole year, this is one of the biggest wins of their season in the fact that they came from behind and beat like, an okay team without the player that they all say makes them a one-man team. Yeah, the Raiders... What in God's oh. fucking name was Ricky doing? <laughs> that but is one know. of the worst substitutions. Like, you're winning in a must-win game and you take off half your spine with 15 or 20 minutes to go to put yeah. in a guy that hasn't played footy in four months. Yes, who, like, I understand that they had plans to ease you into a contest or similar, but they were, like, I don't get it. 
I don't know. They just they switched him with, with what twenty five minutes or so to go. They brought him and on. Rapana came back on as well. That's the worst part. He did. And then after Curtis Sirinan scored, they brought on Matt Frawley, and it's like. And then he put in the worst kick of the season when they, yeah. like, with 10 minutes to go. Like, okay, you just cooked that much, didn't you? And, and actually, the Seagulls, they did a really good job after halftime. They looked like, first half looked like maybe the Raiders have been like 18-0 or 18-6 or something. Yeah. They came out the second half with a lot more energy. Olakawatu just, again, seems like a bit of a game-breaker on the edge there for them. But the yeah, foreign DCA stepped up as well. And Ruben Garrett continues to somehow be good, even without Tommy Turbo. Like a bazillion runs for a million meters, I think it was in this game. <laughs> but yeah, they, they had a pretty good second half there. And then the Raiders just threw it all away. Like just capitulated. And I know they scored right right at the end there to, to lose. But and the Cherry Evans field goal actually paid off. Well yeah. time wasting there. But it's always <laughs> risky to go for those now because of the the seven tackle rule. But yeah, good on him. I think the real tough thing too is like Seb Chris looked really good for about 10 rounds. But Tomoko has also looked good every time he's played. And he looks like their most damaging outside back. And I know he hasn't scored a try yet, but he breaks a lot of tackles every week. And he looked damaging in this game again and, and physical. You know, he broke 11 tackles in this game and a bit out of yardage and stuff. And it's like, why the fuck? Is it dumb him? that I think he's better because of his bright headgear. It just no, makes me look hit- Okay, good. All right. Excellent. Like, but you watch him in like Harley Smith Shields play and it's like, why in God's fucking name were these guys not in the team? Like they were struggling for backs and moving shit around all year and these guys just weren't in there. And they look like they're bringing some spark and that's it. And then they lose this game and they've got two weeks left and they're still within a shot, but it's like they're just... So goddamn close, and maybe if Ricky made one or two more better decisions over the season's length, they're probably in the finals. Yeah, probably. But and also, maybe if they don't get, for them. Maybe if they don't get absolutely fucking robbed in round three against the Warriors, that yeah. probably didn't help. Either. Well, they've got the Warriors this week, and then the yeah. Roosters. It's an uphill battle for them, but it's in their hands. But it's in it's their still hands. pretty much. It's still in their hands unless the Titans win both their games. Also. But yeah. actually, no. Oh, well, yeah, right. Because Titans play the Knights. Knights could win one. Titans could win both. Luke well, beating the, the Knights. Not, yeah, the Knights don't have to do anything now. Like, yeah, and the Raiders, like the foreign against the Raiders, if the Raiders can run up a score against the Warriors, then we could get a really exciting last week of the season in terms of who makes it yeah. in. So, I mean, there is a world that somehow the other guys, Sharks, Titans, Raiders, all win the rest of their games and Knights don't. I don't want that. I want out, someone but... to go 10 and 14 and make the final. So do I. I'd actually be happy <laughs> if they all just lost out. Same. I want, yeah, if the 9 and 13 Sharks make the finals, that would be a fo- uh, 9 and 15, sorry, make the yeah. finals. That'd be very funny to me. It would be great. Uh, but yeah, good sign to Manly again, as you said, without without Tommy. And they rested him, which is another good sign. They were confident enough to rest him. He was fit enough to play, apparently. Maybe, maybe rest him again this week. <laughs> they you're say play, he's you're back, playing but... the Bulldogs, lads. Just give him another week. Yeah, but DC's had a couple of good weeks now, too. He had um, a good game with this one, a good game two weeks ago. So It's interesting, though. It's like it's still like fourth is, yeah, fourth is right there for them now, which is remarkable. Given and if results go the way we think they will this weekend, they'll end this. They'll end this weekend in well, fourth. Considering after so, four weeks they would be. Worst that's what I was going to say. They were they were being called one of the worst teams. Well, of they, the decade they had the worst. They had rounds, the worst so. four and against of all time after four rounds. It's crazy so how like, much difference one player can make. But <laughs> here we are. Well, look. Let's let's be fair though. They've obviously improved in other areas as well. It's not just Tom Tabojevic that. Yes, but obviously that's that's a large part. Energy lifted everywhere, I believe. All right. Uh, the main game on Friday, uh, Penrith 25, South Sydney 12. 
if this game mattered, I'd be still angry now. But since it didn't, I don't really care anymore. But I was really angry on Friday night. You were very angry. And I'd forgotten, because uh, obviously I don't lose often anymore. You'd forgotten how to lose. And Bunga yeah. had forgotten how to react to loss. <laughs> but <laughs> like, if, like... When you, like, it's fine when you lose and you deserve to lose. It's not fine when there's six or seven bullshit decisions that go against you over the course of half a game of football. Not to mention two fluke tries off fucking Paul Momorowski kicking with his eyes closed. Like, everything that could have gone wrong for Seattle in this game did go wrong. And, yeah, and yet they were still in this game with, you know, five minutes left. So Yeah, upon review of all the penalties. So, South in this game gave away the most penalties of anyone since the set restart. became (laughs) The least penalized team in the comp, suddenly. Yes. Surprisingly, they sit alone in first, conceding 12 penalties. And in equal second place is also South's. Sorry, they gave 11 away in this game. So they're second with this game. They're first last time they played Penrith. So yeah, two course. games against Penrith, they conceded 12 and 11 penalties. This one on review, though, I honestly, like seven of the penalties are just like straight up, this is a penalty. They're like high shots or that one the trail broke like seven hours early from the scrum. Yeah. It's like, okay. But yeah, there's a few tough ones there. And then like the, you said the tries, they're not referee calls, but they are things that go against you in the, you know, in the run of play or whatever, the bounce of the ball. And then the, that's those those two Momorowski tries, but the Moses Leota like pass on the that's the a penalty. <laughs> yeah, is it the Brent Naden try? Yeah, it's the Naden try that basically like that put them in front. Like that's a yeah. penalty. Yeah, Moses Leota, he runs. He is that catches the ball on the inside shoulder and runs on the outside. And, and no, it didn't affect the play, but that's not how they've ruled it all yeah. year. And so, yeah, that's a no try. They didn't even look at it. Really. They didn't like. like and I, I know, like. But, yeah. And then there's the Nathan Cleary ran an escort when we were attacking their line, didn't get called. They scored, yeah. I think, the next set. Um, George Bird just had it stripped like four on one, and the ref just said play on. And it was like, all right. Okay. Um, do, and I'm sorry, if we're going to be penalizing guys for like little love taps on the chin from a stray arm because someone slips or they step them or whatever, Josh Mansour leaves the field because his skull's exploded. Yeah. How do you think that happened? No, no, just play oh, the ball. Was also just play the ball Cleary. one meter out from your own line. That's well, the, fine. The one thing I found weird in the game is there's about three or four holding down penalties against South. Yeah. And in that instance where Cleary hit Walker potentially high and then held him on the ground for like three days, it was a six again. It was like Yeah, with it just, like two minutes to go as well. Great. How helpful. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but like there's a couple of those like Mark Nichols cop one for uh second effort. Adam Reynolds cop one for whole like holding someone's head down. And there was, a, I can't remember the third one. There was three penalties in that game. It's like, these are generally ruck infringements, but for some reason they've been penalized. Well, they're just not doing six against anymore, right? Pretty not. much. Well, Cause they're, well, it's a terrible rule and they're quietly phasing them out. So I'll wear the cost of that with us being penalized. Well, the footy's better. been better by the way with it. But, oh, hundred so, percent. Well, this game was, it was a good game, but. Well, this is the fewest uh, set restarts per game in a round uh, since the rule came in. And most of the games were pretty good. So yeah, five yeah. and a half, 5.6 restarts per game. That's even that feels high. Yeah. Last round was like 7.4. And then it's like, it was sitting in the eights and nines earlier, but it's certainly dropped and the mm. quality of game has increased. And actually that, and that includes that Bulldogs Knights game where the Knights gave away three in the last 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I was trying to do it. I couldn't, I couldn't pull an, I was trying to pull a number of like meaningful set yeah, restarts yeah, yeah, and yeah. just over a season doesn't but, matter, but I tried to like get rid of like ones in the last minute or two of half and whatever, but. So I, I came away from this game not really knowing how to feel and not really feeling like I learned a lot about whether Souths can compete when it matters. Because for the first half of this game, well, for, for the first half an hour, they were brilliant. They were. And then it was like yucking it up at, oh at my, his old fellas. <laughs> and then 
after that, like, yeah, they get a couple of lucky tries before halftime, but we're still in it. But then, like, we pretty much just didn't touch the ball after halftime. You didn't. You like, did it, not. it was, and, and that's a combination of bad refereeing, Penrith being good, Nathan Cleary's kicks being really good, and Josh Mansour and Latrell yeah. Mitchell getting mixed up at the back. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, they, they, I didn't see anything that would make me think, oh, yeah, Souths can beat these guys when it matters. But at the same time, they didn't disgrace themselves. So I don't know. Yeah, like that second half, like Mansour, like he's had these games in the, in the past, but when those bonds are going up and he was like, you could, he didn't want them to go near him, he, that was trouble. And I, yeah, there was, so between the 50th and 65th minute, South completed one set. That's not good. Yeah, and then they had possession only four other times in that. Well, Penrith made there. two line breaks in the whole game, and one of those was the try that should have been called back for a penalty. And the other yeah. one was Appy Coruscant scoring with 10 seconds left when no yeah, one cared. Yeah, that's so it. they so, pretty much didn't make a line break in this game. Yeah. So I don't know how I should feel about all of this. Well, as you said, that first 30 minutes, South looked, looked like they were the better team and up for the contest. And then just things just went a bit... Like when Dylan Edwards goes off, Crichton goes out the fullback and has a cracking game, that was weird. Didn't help. Uh you guys, you said like it wasn't in you were dropping the ball. You weren't even starting sets. Like Mansell wasn't wasn't even jumping for the ball some of that time. And him and and Latrell had some communication issues as well after that was going. I think this is the him. last we see of Josh Mansell. Well, he's injured. In a for the rest of- well, I know, but he's got yeah. next year in his deal, right? Yeah. So, barring a lot of injuries, I think this is the last we see of him in first grade. For well, Wayne had been fooled into him doing good on the left wing, thinking he he was good again. Oh, mm-hmm. Mansell, and he had a good. He had an all right first half at the moment. They started peppering him. He wilted and had no interest in, in catching I, those bombs. I don't know what Tano Milne did wrong to be dropped. I thought he was really solid for South when he got a Same. chance, and he will be back there this week, I would guess. So yeah, and uh, I thought I thought Gagai had a cracker too. By the way, in this yeah, game, he I thought played, he, well. he played really well. But he's had a good season, just quietly. He has, but... and Mark Nichols probably had one of the the worst games of his South career in general. I thought he got folded quite often, and then the downtown penalty was a penalty just in the way that we never see it given, which is. When so, if you guys don't know what downtown is, it's when you you know out of, in front of the play the ball, or in this instance, if you are in front of the play, sorry, you can be behind the play the ball, but then in front of the kicker, and then if you are in front of the play the ball when he kicks the ball, you're off, you're downtown. So it's like when the play started, Mark Nichols was not downtown, and then he started pushing forward for the kick already, and by the time Reynolds kicked, he was in front of the play the ball. And that's a penalty. And if people don't know why that rule exists, downtown exists because of like the 90s, because of people being in front of the kicker and pushing the kick chase up insane. So that's why it exists. It has to exist. But uh, it just, this instance, and I, and I couldn't fit, confirm it, but a lot of people were saying, well, we probably see this all the time. And we probably see it less than what we think we do because man, like Mike Nichols got, you can hear sometimes when you listen to the game, you hear the, the touchy yell downtown. But Mike Nichols got involved. That's the thing. He got involved in the tackle, then got the ball. Like, often the downtown guy will get called out on the run and then whatever won't happen. But it was very confusing on the spot because it was so poorly explained. <laughs> like, didn't help. But it was the right call amongst uh, some things that went against South in that game. Yeah, just a frustrating night. But what can you do? Um, good for uh, Penrith. Oh, yeah, I mean, the thing Penrith is showing and like, it's one thing Nathan Cleary's done this season. It's like this game, and you know, even when they played the Broncos and they had that on the back foot, like his kicking is so good that he can kick them back into games. And you'd think a team like South wouldn't be able to, wouldn't succumb to that. And unfortunately, Mansell was there and they did. And 
Somehow the best kick of the game still belonged to Adam Reynolds of maybe the best 40-20 of all time. It was pretty good. <laughs> Cooper Cronk called that at halftime, the best 40-20 of all time. Adam, you should have done that in the prelim last year. You should have made sure yeah. you were behind the 40. But yeah, Not I think, on it. What was that stat our good friend Scott Bailey had? Oh, um, uh, he said that 18 previous times in the NRL, in, in the NRL era, uh, two of the top four have met in the like late in the season. And I think I'm getting this right. And 14 of those 18 times, the team that lost the regular season game wins the wins the one that matters. So yeah, the, uh, I'm just trying to think of other times, but like this, the one that brings, springs to mind was me when the Roosters basically let Souths win in the last week of the 2019 season, and then blew them off the park in that prelim, uh, in that semi-final in the first week at the SCG 30 nil or whatever it was. Yeah, it was. What was that one? Was it Penrith v Manly? Yeah, it's it. 20, around 26 and 2017, Manly won 28 18, sorry, 28 12 over Penrith in round 26. And in the first week of finals, Penrith beat them 22 10. Yeah, like I just it, found it. Yeah. Past yeah. decade, 18 times, two teams have met in the last month of the season and again in the finals. In 14 of those matchups, the result has been reversed in the finals. Yeah. Very interesting. So I hope that trend continues. I've always loved think- Scott Bailey's stats. I've always said that. Well, yeah, but to say it's good to see Scott Bailey going to go towards good stats, which is a that's a good change. I've got I don't agree with his fifty point stat, but I do yeah. agree with this one. I've got another one of his in the chamber for later as well. So, oh, good. All right, let's on move on it. from this game, and it's official. They are no longer the team of the podcast. Um, <laughs> well, they were all good my team, but I think we had this during the week. I kept that believing if they're one of our teams, it's still the team of the podcast. <laughs> I kept believing, but yeah. I can believe no longer. Sharks 50, West Tigers 20. I hate this team. They <laughs> I don't understand it. There's good players. It just but it just it's just a total lack of effort on some of these tries. They don't like, try at all and beat me. Just at don't all. care. I've been saying it all season. It's like I hate the worst thing this team does is that they'll concede like three tries in 10 minutes or something ridiculous. You know, there was that period where I conceded the Luke Metcalf try. And then yep. they conceded the Will Kennedy and try. then the Teague Wilton one. Yeah. And then after that, they get the ball and they still have energy and they're all happy and up and about. And it's like, you motherfuckers, you're supposed to be gassed, but you guys try so little on defense that you're queuing up to take hit ups when you get the ball. You're all bouncing around when you have the ball, and when you're out of possession, though, nobody moves forward. There's no line speed. There's nothing there, and players obviously accountable at some point. So is Madge, but. It's like the whole thing there's obviously they don't, this team is not responding to Madge's methods. No matter what you see on Tiger Town, what I see on Tiger Town is one voice in a room yelling on repeat at men like he's on Friday Night Lights and I don't see any reaction. That's what I see. The people get inspired by the words and saying, oh, it's good to see him yell at them, but I don't see any buy-in. I see a room of men with their heads down in every single one of those clips. That's what I see. And maybe we're not seeing other things, but I haven't seen, you know, the leader of the group step up and speak. I haven't seen the assistant coach being lent on. I haven't seen... Madge rally the troops. I've just seen him yell at the troops, you know, and I don't think that's this group responding to that, but also on the field, they haven't got a single goddamn player who likes playing defense. Hey, they've got one guy who likes the other side of the ball. No, at least they used to have Elijah Taylor who relished that, but now yeah. they're just no one. Like nobody, nobody pushes a line speed. No, like, I think who was it? Uh, Tom Amone, when he came on, he was like charging out of the line. It was like the first dude who was like pushing out of the line. It's like none other guys, like the rest of them sit in the back of their boots on their heels and wait. And the Sharks were just motoring. And he's not that the ball motoring downfield. It's probably because Amon played for an actual NRL team last year. And 
Yeah. But like they were just flying downfield when they felt like at the Sharks. Hey, this Honestly, game, I mean, their spine the I thought was fantastic. But some um, of the tries they scored were beyond embarrassing. They too. were really bad, but also Tricky Trindle, Moylan, Metcalf, Will Kennedy, they all played great. They did. I mean, Metcalf, great game. Of course, we can't have good games that have been called. He got compared to Reese Walsh. Why? <laughs> well, earlier, Stephen Crichton was Tommy Turbo-esque. Ah, yes. I, heard that, that <laughs> I did enjoy someone replying to that tweet from Fox Sports saying, Tom Turbo should be saying, delete this or I'll drop you. <laughs> you have to respect it. That's it. But yeah, I, I agree with you. Like Luke Metcalf was awesome in this game. He got his first try handed to him by uh, Ronaldo, but scored another one. Ronaldo was great too. Like the line break. Yeah, shame about his injury. Shame about his injury. Good to see him hang around post-game. Ice on his chin, handing out boots in the crowd. But the spine was great. Moylan had his best game in a number of years, but it was like they were allowed to do whatever they wanted to the to the Tigers. They they were allowed to run onto the ball, run at the defensive line, and see what happened. And you know, when a defensive line is standing on its feet, back of its feet, and the attacker is running hard, it's not hard to guess who's winning that that collision every time it happens. And the Tigers are embarrassing, but I'm never more embarrassed by when they get the ball. And like you know, Ken Mamala scored that try down like twenty points and starts celebrating. And I feel like a boomer. I'm like, dude, you guys are getting fucking smashed. Shut your mouth. Don't jump up. Put the ball down. Get the kick and go back. And let's set again. But they're just too happy to do anything with the ball in hand and then not the rest of the game. They're just so poor in effort areas. Yeah. I understand look, them. Uh, uh, no. Um, I don't know where they go. Well, I've been... I've de- Look, there's only so much goodwill you can have. And now even me, who would die for Madge, she gave us the thing we coveted for our whole lives as South Sands, a premiership. Yeah. But... They just don't try. I don't, I don't know what you do. I don't know how you get, keep. I don't know how you run this back. <laughs> there's a lot of talented players there. There is yeah. like the Adam Dewey is is fantastic. You know he'd probably be in the the echelon of the of the, of the better young halves in the competition. You know teams would love to have him. He's yeah, I wish we had him next year. <laughs> and like Luciano Lua has got faults in defense, and actually he was annoying me this game. He's one of the guys that keeps that energy. That annoys me. But again, lots of potential there. You know I thought Kelma Tualangi looks really good off the bench for them. Jake Simkin has great talent. Uh, Stefano Wittekamano, Manu, sorry, is, is really good as well. Like they have talent. Kemamalo was a great signing. Noffa on his day, maybe whatever. Sean Bloor is handy. Like they have, they have good a good roster, pretty much. They have thirteen or so of the seventeen, or maybe twelve of the seventeen. But that it's like you look at them and like these guys are not going to find the other five, are they? They're going to find more fuck sticks. They're going to like find the same of a player again, and they're going to have these these games where they can score twenty and still lose by thirty. Curtis Scott, come on down. Yeah, well, I mean, Jackson Hastings might make a difference, but I started looking and like, I don't, they're so hooked on and they've been doing it for years. I keep trying to find this mythical forward leader with all these intangibles that's going to come in and just change everyone's attitude. Yeah. And really, they just need, we mentioned it there, like, not even older. What would they do for like young Elijah Taylor? Like, fucking young Aiden Tolman would be great at this team. Yeah. Garen Wood's back, is what you're saying. I mean, Luke Thompson would be a cracking signing for them. Yeah, uh, saying someone who actually like will, will make forty five tackles, will, will kick pressure, can kind of ball play a little, and will make and, and take a young, a young James Graham type would turn this club around. Oh yeah, he would. Those, those don't grow That's on it. trees. So. But yeah, but they they need somebody who who makes an impression with their defense. I mean, get, okay, here's one. They'd kill for Kobe Hetherington right now. Like he's right. come into first grade and just hits blokes every week. Why aren't they signing him. Ethan Bullimore? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but like, yeah, I was like Manly just getting another good player. Anyway, yeah, but that, that I don't get that. They're infuriating, and then the Sharks again. Like they just the team of missed opportunity. We this again talented players in this roster, and I don't know. They'll probably lose to Brisbane this week. That's how it seems to work for them. We'll see. I think they're all right. 
I would be happy to watch them play one finals game. Yeah. Oh, I actually think there's some um, uneasy sort of players I like. They're entertaining. Yeah, like, I like Connor Tracy. Luke Metcalf was sick. Yeah. Tricky. Like love Tricky. Yeah. Moylan. Even Moylan played well. And mm-hmm. obviously, Will Kennedy's been great all year. So, yeah, I'm happy if they finish eighth in the finals. I like watching them. Um, two teams I don't like watching, the Bulldogs and the Knights. Um, Knights are so boring. Jade Nockenbaugh scored one of the best tries of the year. I will say that. Uh, that was that was L- great. Locker Lewis is insane. <laughs> I love that kick. <laughs> that was such a good put down. Um, are you worried if you're a Knights fan? I know they didn't have a couple of their players, but, man, like you... You got to be putting the bulldogs away. You can't be scraping wins by holding them down for eight seconds. Can they put like, anyone away though? Then this no. And again, they just did not link up Kalen Pong with Bradman Best at all. And our good friend Nick Camden's keeping him on us on Twitter with it as well. Like that never happens. Why does it never happen? They never go left. But yeah, I think you've got to be worried, mate. Like they won, but it definitely feels like a team that just gets whatever first week of the finals. Like they'll get beaten by a team that turns up. Yeah, it's a shame. We have a lot of Knights fans that listen to the show, and I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't mind the Knights as a club, but I just, it's just not, it's just a bit flat. Like they just, their shape and attack, their options, the way they're good players, just as you said, don't link up with each other. It's just all frustrating a lot of the time. It is. I think Jake Clifford has been a cracking sign. Oh, he's been great. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll never be able to quit him. He's my new Aiden Caesar. And, you know, he has got games when he fades in and out or he does nothing for a whole game. He has games where he doesn't run the ball as well. But if you ignore those games, he's really good. <laughs> if I choose to ignore the bad games, he's been yeah. good. And it's having really good for them just because he's been, he's just another guy that can get, they get well, the Well, I was going to say, having a steadying option for Pierce yeah. so he can just sort of not feel like he has to do everything himself has been yeah. great. And, yeah, look, they'll probably make the finals, but. I don't see them going much beyond that. Yeah, he's got a sneaky running game, old Jake, but he never uses it. So, like, he he has used it a couple of times this year and scored tries, but used it in this game was quite good. And, yeah, I don't know. I think they're probably happy with his work and his kicking, and there's rumours they might let Mitch Pierce walk. So, I don't know, hand the keys over to him and Kalen and put that British fella, I forget his name, at fullback. I don't know if that's their plan. Dom Young? No, no, no. There's there's like a British, like they they sign like you know the best young British player. Was it Sam Tompkins? Because it was not good. It was not, and he's and he's already got the nuts mum who was like tweeting at English English rugby league, rugby football league. All right, whatever. But yeah, I don't know. You got to be. He said Bulldogs game two weeks before facial finals. You want to see them put forty on? I mean, David Clemmer was incredible, but other than that, whatever. Uh, The old, old mates Bulldogs. I mean. Yeah. What do you say? Nothing much to say. I think um, there's at least like seven or eight guys in this team that aren't going to be there next year. Like, yeah. God, there's a lot of there's a lot of chaff. I think like Luke Thompson's actually had a pretty cracking season by this point for a guy who started so last year. And then I heard the rumors. I don't know if they let him go. I think Adam Elliott now. Excuse me, Adam Elliott probably certifies he's not going anywhere. But there was these little rumors around this week that offered to other clubs, already turned down the Tigers, and and the Bulldogs' opinion was that. They've already got enough spent on forwards. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I'm, I, I just refuse to believe that's true because like that, that was like, oh, they have Elliot Jackson. They bought Pangai and Vaughn. They let Thompson go. It's like, well, I think Thompson's better than all of them, but Pangai. So, and even then, like, maybe. Pangai's too volatile. That's close. But yeah, he, um, had a, that's, he was that's madness. Yeah. So I don't think he'll go now. But yeah, as you said, there's like none of that back five or seven are playing next year. Are they? Uh, hey, you and my boy, Scory Allen alone. Well, but well Corey that, Allen yeah. or Aaron's shop will play next year. That'd be about it. 
Yeah. One All of right. them will probably play. I don't uh, want to talk about this game anymore. Yeah. Ryan James looked okay again. Yeah. He, he did score did. tries. Seeing Corey Horsburgh in a Bulldogs jersey is still really weird. It is. Ryan James seemed to fit, but Corey it did. Yeah, bizarre. I don't like it. Um, all right. Parramatta, they're back. Uh, 32-16 win over the Cowboys, who have now not won a game since they let Jake Clifford leave, which just no one seems to care about. Uh, yeah, that's the other Scott Bailey set I have in the chamber here. So no one believed they were making finals, but they were in a final spot at 14 rounds into the competition. They were in the final spot. The last team to go from finals at halfway point and not win another game all season was during the World War II era, the 1942 North Sydney Bears. Uh, and that's when they're only, sorry, there's only 14 teams at that point. But anyway, 14 rounds at the point. I've got a bodily stat. Screw it. Anyway, they haven't won since midway of the season. They've lost like 10 in a row. It was 11 in a row. And they play the Dragons this week. So maybe they win a game now, but they are looking terrible. And I don't see positives pretty much anywhere, but like the hammer, the hammer at fullback is really good. It was good. Like, um, yeah, I like the hammer. Drink water looks shit again, which is weird because he'd been good for a while. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nothing else for him. Good for you, Parramatta. You won a game. You did. Um, and uh, Tom Newton, they, mate. Ugh. Are they resting players this week against Penrith or Melbourne or whoever they're playing? Para, yeah, we're seeing Gutho or something, aren't they? Jesus, I mean, fine. They're playing the Storm. I don't know. Fine, do it. It doesn't matter. You're finishing sixth yeah, anyway. But yeah, they nah, got this look, <laughs> it's fine. Who cares? I think the main talking point from this game for me is, um, and this is what I uh, the other week when we we spoke about the deliberate spiking of the ball. If you had a, a yeah, 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 that challenge wasn't even allowed to happen anyway. But in this game, uh, Gutherson gave away a deliberate penalty to challenge what happened in the play leading up to it. If you guys saw this, if you didn't see it, it was like uh, an off. They, they, there was like a tackle, I think near Corey or someone offloaded. Um, and then they ruled that uh, there was a knock on, on the ground. Uh, and then Gutherson held the ball. Uh, like Holmes picked up, sorry. And Gutherson held the ball. So he got penalized and immediately challenged. And uh, on the replay, you could see that um, one of the Cowboys players like shoved Joey Lustig when they were going for possession. So the ball went back to Para, and now they're already speaking about like they're going to look at you know preventing these two loose thingies. But like, how can you define what's deliberate or not next year? I don't know how you change that rule. No, no I don't think you can. Year. Yeah, so, so Gutherson. This is why we got black and white rules because you yeah. can't like. I know. Guess intent and stuff. Yeah, it's like you know, in the in the game against Brisbane, Reese Walsh gave away a set restart that was like the most liberal one of all time, and he was like rubbing his head like he was a dog into the crutch of the guy playing the ball, so he got penalised. And it's like, yeah, it's like that's the same thing. So what if you if you do that and then challenge, it's also illegal. But if you just do that, it's just like the normal punishment. I don't know. It's very strange. Uh, they might win this week, though. They play the Dragons. Neither of those teams won a game in like two months. So they might win, but they're down to 15th, which I'm liking. Yeah, I'm sure you're happy about that. I am. I don't want to talk about this game anymore. They don't want to talk about it? That's it. Do I have any, do I have any stats for them? No, I've got some more stats, but I don't think it's for these oh, okay. two teams. All right, good. Um, I was on Manny Pacquiao duty on Sunday afternoon, so I did not watch the Roosters beat the Dragons. Did I miss much? Uh, no, the Dragons had some weird good signs in the second half. I think you probably caught the big event of the day, which is that Mad Dragons podcast being potentially the best you can on Twitter by this point. Like, it is. He's undefeated. 
uh, I know when he was just singing songs, it was just like an insane man singing terrible songs. But now that man, and if you guys haven't seen it, I can't remember his exact handle, but it's like Mad Dragon Vodcast. Uh, he last week did the poker game. This week, he cut the head off a rubber chicken and then held up a roast chook in one hand and then bit it before he screamed his fire up at the end. That's just pure art. I don't know how the dragons that win after seeing that. Maybe they need him, need him in the dressing room, but that's that man is one of the best accounts on Twitter now. I don't care anyone there. It's awesome. He just and there was like some stock footage of like a battery hen farm. Yes, like it was <laughs> great. great. And then yeah, awesome he, every week. Please go and find this if you haven't seen it. He chops the head of a rubber chicken with a tomahawk. It's yes, it's unbelievable. Uh, and <laughs> it gets better every week. That's what I love about it. And people have just mentioned getting him on the podcast, and I'm erring on that side of like. Do I want to meet my hero? You know, no, I don't want to. I, I kind of like. I don't want to ruin the. You know, I don't want to see the, the man behind that man. I, I like seeing that he is like this all the time. Is my assumption. I don't want to come on the show and be like normal. I want someone to screaming at me and maybe I feel he's like other, he's probably a normal props. guy. Yeah, or even like, if I he's think, not, I don't care. It's great. I think he's <laughs> in on the joke. Like I think he knows what he's doing. Well, once like when he was just singing in the lounge room, I didn't think he was in on the joke. But now he's cutting the heads off rubber chickens. Uh, biting a fully a full Woolies or Coles chook, I think he's in on it now, and I love that this insane man has neighbors. Like, it's the best thing ever. Hero, yeah. get him in the sheds. You don't need your Bradley C stubs as your your coach whisperer. There's yeah, your coach guy. whisperer. You do. Uh, on the field, uh, I thought Jaden Sullivan was really good off the bench for for the uh, Dragons, but yeah, not much else to write home about the Roosters. Lloyd managed Sam Walker into a bench stint. That was kind of weird, but that's what they're doing now. Uh, Drew Hutchinson looks like he might be an NRL standard half, maybe. Like, would you would you hate him being like your? I think he's be pretty happy with him being your first backup half. At this yeah, point. I think so. Yeah, know, he's he looks fir- all right. Is he firmly in the Sam Williams tier? Probably. Yeah, probably. He's been pretty good, but yeah, I don't know as much else to take from this game. That like Tedesco had a cracker after having a few. You know, a few people questioning his reputation the last couple of weeks, but had three line breaks, three lineback assists, four try assists in this game. He was he was really good. But and Ravalava like kicked the fly, kicked him and got nothing. Which the man who like gets suspended for like putting his shoulder near someone. That was a weird one. I, I it seemed accidental. <laughs> it did, but it's just weird that you can't get like it doesn't get anything. All right, and then the one of the most entertaining games of the year to finish up this round. It was just so incompetent from both teams. Yeah, um, I loved it. It was beautifully chaotic, but your boys Mitchell—they got the win in the end. After, I mean, look, old Henry, maybe it's time to uh, pack up the bunker gig. I think because that was an absolute shocker at the end. And uh, Graham Annesley's called it the right call today. How? <laughs> I don't know. There's still frames. Like, again, still frames don't usually mean anything, but in this instance, there's still frames when you can see Coach's hand on the ball and you and Aiken's hands not on the ball or on Coach's arm. So I don't know. It's not simultaneous or anything. Coach grounded that ball, and uh, that was entertaining, though, if you watched it on Fox. I watch all the games on mute these days, bar the Broncos game, but I watched this one on Fox, and Cooper Cronk, was like, they thought they were giving no tries. They were talking like, oh, this is the correct decision from the bunker, great decision from the bunker, whatever, whatever. And they're still talking through the try going on the screen. They missed that too. And then they're like, wait, what? He's lining up the conversion? So, yeah. Yes, Cooper, they gave that one. <laughs> Unbelievable. Absolutely uh, ridiculous. But I was writing in the dis- our little Discord there on the Broncos one, like before they 
they scored that set before. I was like, I think the best outcome here is them scoring a race whilst missing. And then after and it that happened. happened, it did happen. And then after it happened, I was like, before that next set, I was like begging, can race whilst please miss a two point field goal? And, and he, he did. did. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was kind of nice. Uh, the games don't mean much bar the enjoyment of them now for us, but like Brisbane games the last few weeks have been entertaining because like, okay, well this game, there was only two ruck improvements in it, both by the Warriors. So it felt like more traditional rugby league again, but traditional rugby league in the sense of like Brisbane don't know how to defuse a kick still. That's been a tradition for the last two years. Like they just watch the ball bounce and, you know, Kessie knew had another foot swing at it. Like just dive on it. That was the most shocking thing by the last play that Coates like put his hand on the ball. That was nice. Uh, and then Anthony Milford had a throwback game. Uh, I know a lot of some people are reading too much into it. There was still a lot of Milford mistakes, which you get in good Milford games and a lot of bomb tries. But I think we saw a man play this game with the least stress on his shoulders in maybe five years. I think that's yeah, what we saw. I thought he played well. Yeah, he played well. And there's no there's no risk for Tony in this game. The, the, there was no stakes. It was at home. No expectation. Play good or bad didn't matter. And I think that really helped him have a pretty decent game. Still had some of the frustrating things that, that Milford has in his game that hopefully he had gone at South. But I'm glad I got a nice, a nice Milford game before he leaves. Maybe another one or two before he goes on to be the signing of the season at South next year. So I can't wait for that. That part's going to be great. Nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they're letting Ethan Bullmore go. I know why Ethan would want to leave because, you know, you hear heavy Priest consistency in similar. And he's always been as decent off the bench all year and he gets dropped every second week. So I understand why he'd want to leave and go play for Manly. Mm. But again, I thought in this game, like, there's I don't know any other forward. Like, he's... I'm not saying he's going to be a world beater. I'm saying he's a good bench player. But I don't know any other forward who, like, supports up the inside shoulder of the halves like he does. It's bizarre, but like almost created a try with Milford when he got held up. But the way he just always a support runner as a forward creates space for others. And I don't know why they haven't valued that over guys like Reese Kennedy, Corey Jensen, Logan Bayless, whatever. Like, Yeah, I've liked him whenever he's on the field. It's a, it's, uh, it's a weird one. So. And, uh, Herbie Farmworth had a cracker though and like, the little smart back that back from him and he has his very English goal kicking stance with his hand on his on his chest and whatever it looks pretty Johnny Wilkinson style loved that so he had a good game happy to see that but yeah I think the pain house awesome too I don't know just a, a good to get a win and it was a good game with the the to and fro from both teams but good to get a win and good to have Reese Walsh choke it up I think one thing they've got right this year is um they definitely made mistakes on other players but when they played the Roosters the first instance they really shut Sam Walker down yeah and they went in this game. They've definitely got focus on shutting the revenge games down, which I'd almost take over winning. You know, <laughs> like how much you you, you do value spite above most things. So I do. Well, it's all the fact. Like again, I, I understand how good Reese Walsh has been. I don't need to hear every week we let him go. I get it. I get it. And then during the game, and it's like he didn't punish us in this game. In fact, we we punished him, and he missed a, a bazillion goals. They won by more tries and lost because he couldn't kick shit. Yeah, true. All right, uh, no should regrets. we look at the finals picture? Uh, before we move to the finals picture, I'm going to run off some, some more stats through 23 rounds for us. Okay. Why not? So I wanted to go through, we started talking about individual achievements last week. And we mentioned that, you know, the guys are on track to hit whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to do through 23 rounds again. We're going through 23 rounds where guys are sitting this year. Uh, Alex Johnson is currently equal first all time through 23 rounds in tries with Blacklock in 2001. Adokar is third. And uh, Jason Saab is eighth. Ruby Garrick is ninth. Uh, Tom Dvojevic is 16th. Not great that that many guys from one season are up there. That's what they're sitting with their tries. Uh, points for 23 rounds. 
Again, not a shock. Ruben Garrick is first with 274. Hazem Al-Azri's season is 256 in second. Uh, Ivan Cleary in 1998 had 252. And then Hazem again in 2004 had 246. And 2003, 246. The surprising one up there, Ben Walker, 2001, 243 points at this point. Northern yeah. Eagles, how good. Uh, this one, Cody Walker. So this is these are the NRL official stats. They're not Fox Sports, the one you're hearing the broadcast. So Cody Walker is equal first in try assist through 23 rounds with 32, equal to only Benji Marshall, 2012, and ahead of Tim Smith's rookie season, which is wow. the all-time record. So ahead of him, he in should 2005. get a few in the next couple of weeks. Line breaks again, mm. equal first. What a shock! Another first. Uh, Ruben Garrick is thirty-four line breaks through two, uh, through twenty-three rounds, equal with Steve Menzies in nineteen ninety-eight. But I do think line breaks were given a little more leniently back in nineteen ninety-eight. I've looked back at a lot of those. Like all the other people in the top twenty are pretty much nineteen ninety-eight, ninety-nine, and then like Garrick and Johnson this year, and then like what Matt Bowen two thousand and seven, Adokar this year, and Ben Barber. Like the rest of them are all like 98, 99. The definition is different. I think a half break counts. Right. So anyway, he's equal first. And then the one, the biggest gap is line break assists. Your boy, Cody Walker, 41 at this point and first. Second place, Andrew Jones, 2006 with 35. Uh, third place, Tom Dravojevic this year with 34. Fourth place, Jonathan Thurston, 2007 with 27. Fifth place, what a shock this year. Nico Hines, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> with, 20, with twenty-six, and even for, like it, even down the leaderboard, Sam Walker's twelfth all-time, Latrell's eleventh all-time, <laughs> so they're both equal eleventh all-time with twenty-two. What an absolute like, what a, mistake! And then the funny one is the other, like only these stats, only so many go back to ninety-eight. Meters, the other one, and nobody is in the top this year. So there you go. Somehow we score Brazilian points, but the game isn't as much to and fro, whatever. Like. The highest issue is Brian Toto, who is in eighth with 3,965 metres at this point, which is a whole thousand metres behind Tulvasha Shex 2015 at this point. So It's a lot of metres. Up close. But the rest of them, we just everything's the best of all time this year. I didn't mention this when we talked about our game, but I do just want to say, and this probably doesn't apply to many, if any, of our listeners, because we have a more refined audience, but... If you like the losers who rush to their keyboards to call Cody Walker a fraud or overrated because he he also set up a try in this game, by the way, mm. like f- to like slam a guy who's breaking records and carving teams open every week because he only has an okay game against Penrith. Just sad, just oh, absolute losers. It's like I said it this like I do like obviously I deride players all the time and similar, but same thing I said after like Matt Burton's first game in the halves with Penrith, like oh, this guy's a fraud. It's like, are you kidding me? Like people are so instant to make that judgment now. It's just um, yeah, it's it's not no, not great analysis, is it? But the one last guy I want to mention too, Adam Reynolds is also top ten all time in points through this period. And top ten in my heart. Yeah, but yeah, it's good that we're having lots of things of all time, man. <laughs> Everything's the best of all time. We'll look back on this season with so much fondness. Yeah, and people wonder why I think it's like watered down like Tommy Turbo stuff. Like what we have had though, we had to slow down because of the the giant margins. Whilst we still have the apparent best team of all time in this storm, we haven't got a hundred of the best teams of all time. We do have the worst for and against for a seventh place team, though. After twenty three rounds since well, nineteen fifty two, the Knights had the worst for and against with hundred with, with meeting equaling the nineteen fifty two Jets. There you go. Oh. 
All right. Well, a long time. we looked at the finals picture last week. It has got a little bit more clarity to it this week. I mean, I jokingly read out what would have to happen for the um, for the West Tigers to make the finals. But let's just look right now at those teams sort of in that clump between 7th and 10th. I'm happy to draw a line through the Warriors, Dragons and Tigers. Are you? Yeah, well, the, the Tigers can finish between 8th and 15th right now. <laughs> yes, as can both the Dragons and Warriors. I don't think the Dragons and Warriors, can they drop the 15th? They're all in the same number yeah, of points. Can. They can. They drop the 15th. Uh, no, but aren't they? Pl- I think they're playing. What? The Dragons play the no, Cowboys. Dragons could, yeah, they could drop what do you mean? It's like, fine. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, look, the Tigers play the Pen- Panthers this week. They're going to lose. So their season's over regardless. But even mathematically, it seems unlikely. Um, so let's just forget about the Warriors, Dragons, and Tigers. Unless you don't want to. You think we're good? Uh, I'm just trying to think like what what can mm. like Warriors they they need to win yeah. out and hope like none of the teams above them yeah. win any games. And that well the, well the thing is again they play the Titans so yeah they, but if the if the Sharks win this week it's it's over basically for Warriors Dragons Tigers and so yeah if the Sharks win this week it's I mean the yeah I don't know if they're four against could they is it possible for the Sharks to win in the the Warriors to catch a four against I don't think so they're behind them by like eighty. Yeah, and they're not going to so, beat when their games were 80. They're not. So they're pretty no. much out of the race. But if there was an outside chance, they still, again, they had the most favorable draw. But like, then I don't know if they're going to beat yeah. those. Results. I don't know what they did this week either. I don't like, I mean, like Sean O'Sullivan actually had a couple of good games. I know he's not the world's best player. Well, they haven't won a game with Townsend. In but they, team, brought, right? they brought Townsend back in, and Townsend was the worst half on the field that featured like unwanted Milford, Albert Kelly returning to the game. And Harris Savitas looks actually quite good, but he was the worst half on the field. Hmm. I don't know why they did that, but yeah, I don't know. Like you see, they they play the Raiders and the Titans, and I, I think they're kind of playing the upset setter role like more than they're playing yeah the final contender at this point. So the I think the Knights are probably in. They need to lose both their games to miss out. Um, they do play the Titans and the Broncos, which is not particularly strenuous but, either. But they have so. to lose both those and have no. They have the worst one against already. Yeah, but they ha- but they already they're on twenty four points. Yeah, so they, they have both. to have the Sharks and one of the Titans or Raiders to also win both of their games. Yeah, so. that's the tough part. So well, like, the Titans do- actually it's actually not that tough because the Titans and Raiders play each other. Yeah, but the Sharks play the Storm last round, so they could beat the Storm. But I think the Storm probably I know so they like the Titans and Warriors play each other. What they do. Um, so the like the Raiders play the Warriors and Roosters. Okay, there could be a world there that they beat, but win those both those games. I'll, I'll give you that. And same Warriors could beat Raiders tight. Like they can't beat Raiders Titans. Like one of them's got to win, right? Yeah. So right, okay, that means then the Titans do beat Knights Warriors. I that think happen. Sh- I think the Sharks and the Knights both win this week, and it's over. Yeah, I think so too. Um, the Sharks. I don't know. The, I think Brisbane will push them again. And I don't know who, but the, and this Brisbane team actually been kind of good the last few weeks. Like not great, but you know, again, we've been through this 24, 22, they won this week, lost by eight to the Knights, beat the Cowboys by like 19, actually, lost by six to uh, Penrith. I will say though, if we're not if, easy beats anymore, if the, also, if, even if the Sharks win this way, right, they play Melbourne in the final week. So they're probably, I know they always play pretty well against Melbourne, but they'll probably lose that. Right. Yeah. The Raiders, if they win this week, will still be equal with the Sharks, even if the Sharks win and the Titans. And they'll play a Roosters team that, if they lose to Souths, will have nothing to play for in the, and they'll probably want to rest some players because they're beaten up so badly. But the, well, but the four and against swings massive now. The Sharks did like a negative thirty. No, but see, yeah. the Sharks play Melbourne though. They do. So you're saying they could lose to Brisbane and, and Melbourne? 
I'm saying they'll win this week, but they yeah. could get they could have it flipped on them if the Raiders win in the last yeah. week of this season and they have a heavy loss to Melbourne. But at the moment, I'm still saying I'm saying the top eight will stay with the eight teams that are currently in it. Yeah, so so will I. I think um I mean the Sharks should be still be embarrassed even in the hunt, the chase, but they are. That's you know, they, they shouldn't be. Uh I guess the race for fourth is also a thing now too. Uh yeah. It, Again, that's a lot on I mean, the Roosters seem to be resting players this week. Is that like are they doing that against you guys? Like I I mean, if they lose this week, their their top four hopes are done. So Yeah, because Manly have Bulldogs and Cowboys. Yeah, the Manly are gonna win both of their games. So yeah. the Roosters have to keep winning. They have to win. And they, they play Souths and the Raiders. Maybe Trent's made a decision that they're not going to win both those games and he's just going to rest some players for the finals. I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> Monday night while we're talking about this, so we haven't seen Teamless yet. But We haven't, yeah. but but it's... um I, I don't know. You feel pretty confident as a Chooks fan, even if you did somehow finish fifth, that you dust whoever comes eighth, though. Um, but, yeah, I think... Like, Manly's four against is too good. They'll win their last two games by a bazillion as well, so... Yeah, so the, all the pressure's on the Roosters to keep winning games. And look, I just don't... I, I can't see well West House lose to the Roosters with the number of injuries and outages and suspensions the Roosters have. Like, I just yeah. can't see it. I've enjoyed the footy more the last couple of weeks. And even with that, I feel like you, oh, you're right. I think we're going to have the finals race ended for us this week, pretty much. Yep, unfortunately. Like, but that's the, all right. Yeah, the, the Titans are in a good spot as well, but I, don't, I just don't have faith in them. And um. Like, yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know. They've got to beat the Warriors. Have been pretty good against them in the past, and they've got to beat the Knights. Maybe they beat the Knights, but you know, I could just see that Thursday night we could have them knocked out by the Knights, and then Sharks play. Well, Brisbane. at least there's at least there's some intriguing games this week. Yeah, there is, and then the Dragons play the Cowboys. That's going to be a great one, but that has been good. And um, I'm just glad my boys are finishing with some pride, mate. I was so sick as I blew up early. People trying to say they were as bad as last year's team. No, nah, they're not that like, bad. When they, when they lost like two bad games, two or three bad games in a row, they're not that bad. And actually, There's okay. several teams they could or should have beaten, including Penrith, yes, and Parramatta, and yes. yeah. So I don't know. And they, I know that there was that period there we got thumped by the Storm. It was like the Storm, Dragons, Raiders, and then and then your lot. Mm. And then we had the the break, and it's been pretty good since then. The, the Tigers game was an aberration, but been pretty good since then, and um. I think the bit of addition by subtraction, getting rid of Lodge, even my guy Pangai, like is playing more basic up the guts footy and uh, on the back of Haas. And then, yeah, they've been, they've been all right. And I'm kind of ex- I'm not excited for next season. I'm excited for Reynolds, but like, I just hope they keep. Like, I wish they didn't lose Bullmore. But I'm be, you know, if the pack was. Flegler looks good starting for two weeks. I don't want to speak too soon, but that looks good. But, you know, I'm okay with like Flegler, Haas, Kobe being the starting middle. I don't want Carrigan starting over those guys. He probably will, though. But, yeah, like, Kobe's been sensational at 13. Like, again, his numbers never look that good. But he's one of those guys, if we, you know, if we had hit impact, if we measured the GPS impact, I reckon you'd be seeing it every week because he just smacks blokes. Where is he on the VB hard-earned index, though? Probably too low as well. It doesn't nah, carry the okay. ball enough. But anyway, that's enough about my Broncos. I'm sorry, I turn All right. it back. Uh, Curtis but... Scott has been punted by the Raiders. It, it feels like this has happened seven times. It does. <laughs> I thought this was already happened. Yes, but no, now it's been terminated now and after a nightclub incident. And which one? Well, it's a buffet. <laughs> I hope the cheese toast was worth it, Curtis. Yes, but he, he's gone. Still only 23, which is the unbelievable part. Like, it feels like he's had like 17 controversies, but still 23. Hasn't shown much, if anything, at the Raiders, but I still feel like he's above the Isaac Gordon threshold and mm-hmm. another club will sign him. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Um, 
we got uh, Graham Annesley saying, uh, referencing that Gutherson thing you talked about, yeah. Um, yeah. that they'll review how challenges work, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. There'll uh, plenty of those rules to review this offseason. Uh, oh. Josh Mance, yeah, you go. We probably should talk about the expansion, actually. We'll throw that down. They had the, the three pitch teams from Queensland today. Yeah, right. Does it mean so, any, like it doesn't mean anything, right? Uh, I don't think so. Like they've already spoken about the like are they are they hoping that like one of these guys has so much money they can just like ignore the broadcasters don't want to pay for the other extra team yet? Yes. <laughs> like, is that what it was? Or like they're pitching, it's great, but uh the broadcasters haven't they like not agreed to pay for an additional game? Like, I don't know. Additional team, so that's bizarre. Yeah, um Josh Mansour's out for the season, as we mentioned. Sad for him. Um, I think he probably would have got dropped after this game anyway. And Kian Komatangi will miss two games for a crusher tackle. Uh, a lot of these crusher tackles, I feel like, are more accidental than anything else. I know that's not a defense, but like this one in particular, like I don't really know what he's supposed to do there. I know that's a thing that commentators say, and they're usually wrong when they say it, but what's he supposed to do there, Mitchell? I feel like the crusher tackle is one of the more fraudulent NRL tackles. Like, I, like, I feel like it does, like, I know it can hurt people jump going back, but it, I don't feel like it can hurt that much. Forget me. Like, it's not like the cannonball or the other similar ones to me. There hasn't been evidence of it, like, really fucking somebody up, but it gets treated like it's, like, one of the more foul play penalties, you know? Yeah. Like, and you watch it, Keon does that. And a lot of them, like, it, they, they're just going to happen sometimes. They are. Players back into attack. It's going to happen sometimes. And you watch that, and it's like, fuck, of all the things guys don't miss games for, you're like, there you go. That guy's going to miss two. And they got it wasn't enough for a finals. I was going to say, I'm worried someone is going to miss a grand final for something as innocuous as that. Yeah. Like, because it's like, you know, like even when the old Ken Smith one was like twisted someone's head, you know, make that's he missed a grand final, but at least at least he was twisting someone's head. Like, he's literally like Naden backs into the tackle, he's literally just trying to put him on his back to complete the tackle. I don't really know what he's supposed to do there, but that's all right. Yeah. It's fine. The two games don't mean much anyway, but he has had an outstanding season. Um, in yes. any case, um, I think everything. Is there anything else? Yeah, oh, we've got some rookie takes. Uh, we do, of course, we do. All right. Uh, obviously, coming off last week, straight to the match review committee with um, that winner. <laughs> so we're back with some nominees this week. We've got um, Anthony Griffin. Jack is a good person and a good leader. Griffin hits back after Captain C Storm reveals to Bellin surprise. <laughs> yeah it's i think some of those things i understand he has to defend his boy he has to despite his checkered past but probably not the great time to call him a good leader because he was a part of the fuck with 13 or whoever it was yeah who ruined your season yep <laughs> like probably not the best leader actually no like, uh, even if what... you ignored everything or everything else right people can still be fuckwits and be a leader of men like it happens yes you know but uh, probably not um, this one from Andrew. I don't care how good a player Latrell Mitchell is. He is one of the worst fullbacks in the game. Is this from me in March last year? or Maybe. <laughs> Who said this? Was Some this guy scheduled called tweet? Andrew. But, um... no, Latrell's one of the best fullbacks right now. What's he doing? Yeah. What's he on about? What, what moment made him say that? In this Probably game? that one bomb that he let bounce when he got a communication mix up with Mansell. Yeah. Other than that, he thought he played okay. Yeah, it didn't have his best game, but it's also they just Again, have the scored a ball. try. Did, they didn't touch the ball in second half, whatever. Um, yeah. Spiros Contaminas. Amazing, hey? A ref who finally pings the storm for slowing down the play of the ball. And look what happens. As I've been saying all along, they're only there because they get away with rubbish that refs pick other teams for. That's the only reason they've been good for the last 20 years, Mitch. The only reason. 
making some good points. Yeah, let him speak. <laughs> Why is that on rookie takes? Um, one, I'm not sure if this is from Matt or Keter Clark or both. Um, <laughs> I'm dealing with my Watson disappointment by turning it into quiet, simmering anger. He left us for less money and a shorter deal. He sold us out to win a dirty comp with a pack of cheating scumbags. He's Tarek Sims with better hair. Fuck him and the horse he rode in on. I mean, <laughs> I love Knights fans so much. I do. Cause again, we worked about this last week. Like this is such a blob over a bench utility. And, um, Tarek Sims went to where to win what competition? Yeah, famous. <laughs> the, the, the Knights are ahead of the Dragons. On the yeah, I know. He's like, what? <laughs> oh, dude. Where to win what? And it's like, uh, I don't know if like Connor Watson jumping on the on the bench of the Roosters is, is you know the maybe most. Maybe he ring just wants to go move. back to Sydney. It's not that yes. deep. I don't know, or maybe yeah, he just wants he enjoyed playing there more. Yeah, and it's worth possible. a little money. That's just possibly a thing. Like, all right, and we got some. Some people just overread into these things. They mate. really They're do. Like, they don't they really think do. like it's just a dude. It's just in take everything away. He doesn't love your club like you do, obviously. But he's just like a dude doing his job, you know. And it's like he's the factors that go into guys moving clubs often when they're similar money, similar deal. It's like not off, not always down to like. I'm going to go chase rings there or I've got a rift with the head coach or whatever. Some of it usually could be that, oh, I want to go back to Sydney. Or Yeah, it, it doesn't know, have to be that. I day. liked Robbo. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, no shit. He's a better coach. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and the last one is Sports Buffet. In response to a video about Paul Harrigan getting like, knocked out in a game from the 1990s. They overdo all these head knocks and tests these days on the players. Treat them like eight-month-old kids you put in cotton wool. Uh, you probably shouldn't put baby. Do people put babies? In? Anyway, it's a tough sport. Don't try and turn it into something it's not. Let him speak. Let Again. him speak. Do we wrap children? <laughs> is that a thing? Do we wrap children in wool? Cotton wool? Like, maybe. I mean, uh, it's, a, it's a saying though, isn't it? Which is a weird uh, I guess, one. But... but regardless, strange, a strange comment from a strange account. From a strange man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's the rookie takes for the week. If you want to nominate your own rookie takes and vote to see who wins. Uh, in Rookie Takes, you must be a member of our Patreon subscription service. So you got to go to patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies to support the boys. You get access to our Discord server, entry into next year's Coltrane Cup competition, um, some merchandise, uh, and plenty more. Uh, and I'd like to give a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers of that service. And they are Chris Avnell, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex Sergicomi, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Blake Moretti, Butsy, Cam Bezwick, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, Jace G, James K, Jason, Jez, Joe Cordy, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomo 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McP, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad, never trendy, party keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Schwarzy, Ty, the not so mature student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your continued support. To everyone in the lower tiers as well, and to everyone who just listens, thank you as well. Mitchell, uh, how is your ding dong and sadness? Oh, I mean, I'm happy about the Broncos. I'm sad for, you heard what I was talking before the podcast, some card business thing that went awry. You got a grievance with Australia I have Post. a grievance, I do. No, with Target. I thought it was a conglomeration of both of them. Oh, I've always got a grievance at Australia Post. Right. But more specifically, Target for lying to you. Yes, that that happened. But um, I'm in in a a goodish mood. Like for lockdown moods, I don't know. I had a couple of good walks, good weather the last couple of days. Yeah. Broncos won. I took a link to the grounds today. There was no one else there. It was really weird. NFL season's coming. I'm a little little pepped now. I'm sure in like two days I'll be dead again. 
I'm getting ready though. Like we started doing fantasy drafts. Like that's it, mate. Getting there. Getting I'm there. In, I'm enjoying that all of a sudden with just just the which is great, but with the nation to decide actually COVID zero is not the way forward. Yeah, that was good. It's like oh, um, it's, oh, welcome to uh, June of 2020. People are still pushing us to do a full COVID podcast. Maybe maybe later. I might we'll jump see. off a cliff and do it. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> like yeah, but I might, but make like, sure the cliff's within a five kilometer radius of your house, mate. Like, and oh, make sure God. you do it before 9 p.m. Are they going to do like the the ad to make people go to COVID zero? Are they going to do another young person dying on camera of COVID zero? Is that how they're yeah. going to push it? Because that's all. That's the only way they know how to do ad campaigns. Is fear. yes, young people. It's all your fault. Even it's though gonna it's be actually like, old people's fault. It's going to be like a young girl choking in hospital again. It's like she's choking because of COVID zero. Like, yep, that's <laughs> why it would work. That's how we do Zero, all that. Like, yeah, Good yep. luck to the dickhead who was saying this last week, you know, pointing at the UK and going, You don't want their case number, do you? Good luck to that dickhead trying to sell to the country now that case numbers don't matter, though. They Have fun don't. with that. Yeah, enjoy that. I mean, all I right. agree, but good luck. <laughs> what do you mean you agree? No, I agree, case numbers don't matter. Right? Oh, right. Sorry. But, yes. Like, good luck to the dickhead trying to sell it after saying, Oh, after like, months just, and months of like, but literally, us like, last week, case numbers like yeah. the only thing that matters. Yeah. And like, even like this last week, going, Well, look at the, look, you don't want to be the way those guys are every time. Look yeah. I don't want to be number. outside going yeah. to, yeah. When I saw a packed Ellen Road this weekend when I was watching the Premier League, I thought, yeah. Damn, they're so unfortunate. Yeah, I was like, Fuck, I better Google their case number because I don't want to be where they are. Yeah. No, no, I didn't. No, no not like, at all. No, good, good old fucking governance by populist decision and polling, you fucking. Grunt. Oh, we did have Josh Reynolds doing a Triple yeah. H with a beer bottle someone threw at him. That was cool. That was great. The hero. That, that did happen. Him and, Adam, him and Melly, they can come to the end of season party in, in 2027. All right, good. They're both invited. <laughs> all right. We're done here. Say goodbye, yeah. Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me. <laughs>